Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Fragrophilia. I'm Jeff. This is Jane. And uh, it's a chilly time in Texas. We, uh, it's been very cold lately. We had a hard freeze. We had a hard freeze, which I uh, understand it was below freezing for 90 whole hours. <laughs> We're not okay. <laughs> 90 whole hours. <laughs> but we made it up to like 40 today. So it's, uh, it's back to normal living until it goes back down again. And uh, what are we drinking tonight to celebrate this warmer trend? You made us really, really delicious old-fashioned sweat. Whiskey did you use? I used the pin hook. Oh, nice. Which I love. Uh, and also, I was thinking while I was making it that I still stand by our hard stance on you must use a sugar cube when you make an old fashioned. Never simple, simple Never, syrup. no. It gets too syrupy, you know? It's like, it's I want to be, you always end up using too much. Yes. And I hate an oversweet old fashioned. I, you always, you, yeah, the whiskey's the star. You get this occasional little hit of sugar in the base swirling around in there, but it should never be just, it's super sweet. You gotta get that whiskey heat, you know? Well, you nailed it. This is perfect. Um, thinking about our lives, a lot has happened. Is mm -hmm. it like, are we like three weeks into the new year? Two weeks? Uh, two and a half weeks. We're both extremely busy, big life changes ahead, and you were out of town for a bit. I was out of town for a few days uh, due to some, see some family, and uh, I came back, and then you have all kinds of projects you're working on, I have all kinds of projects I'm working on, but going back to the fact that I was out of town and came back, I, when I arrived, I was, you weren't here, you were at your parents' house, and I detected this mystery smell. Didn't know quite what it was. And um, it was kind of a fragrance, but not one that we would wear necessarily. But it did kind of smell like us. It did. in Because it was like a musky floral. It which... was, but it wasn't one that I recognized no, in uh, any no, way. No, no. Um, and I just, I, I just shelved it. You know, it's like, okay, that's, that's an interesting fragrance. I meant to ask you, like, hey, did you put something on before you left? Because you had left shortly before I came home. Yeah, we did a quarantine thing because it, we were in uh, the second biggest surge of COVID uh, a couple of weeks ago. And we still take that stuff seriously. We literally, like, can't afford to get sick right now. We're both so busy. So Henry and I quarantined for 72 hours over at my parents before you got home. Yeah, so, we're, we're lucky they live nearby. Yeah. Yeah. So I noticed it when we reunited after quarantine was over, I noticed that there was a weird smell because you were in here playing with Henry and I went to go do some work on the sofa and I noticed this weird smell lingering in the living room. And like you said, like I kind of was like, hmm, what the fuck? And then I, I shelved it. There was like, I mean, I don't ever think that you would be bringing somebody else home or I, I there was the first thing that came to my mind was like, has somebody else been in the house? Was there like a weird window of time between the time that I left and the time you got back from the airport? Like, was somebody in here? That gave yeah, me yeah, because really the door was unlocked feeling. and people, you know, we get deliveries and yeah. and whatnot. Well, it was and... sort of a feminine fragrance, I will just say. So. Well. <laughs> but like, eventually, we went out to to eat later that day, and I was like, hey, like I noticed a weird smell in the living room, and you're like, I did too. Yes, and um, and I had completely forgot because we're talking about two, three days separate. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, 
but it is, uh, we finally realized what it ended up being, which was some flowers, uh, some roses, some pine, and, it and there was a, some your other... Christmas arrangement that you got for yeah. when we hosted Christmas. And we just, it was one of those things where it had been there for like two weeks, and we hadn't really thought about it, and we'd been so busy. It's and a it's a very like, dry bouquet. It was a very pine. dry bouquet at that point. <laughs> Plus, it was kind of near where the heat pumps into the house. Yeah. And it's also by the perfume cabinet, so there could have been a whole mix there, but it was funny to kind of go through that, huh, who's been here? <laughs> I, I used to have a family member who, whenever she came over to the house, she would leave this smell that, like, was so strong. I would smell it all over our dogs after she'd, she'd been there and been hanging out, and I'd say, oh, it's... Did Aunt So-and-So come over today? We always knew. And I always asked him, like, what does that smell like? You and your husband, my late uncle, always have this smell. And it was it felt something like that. Like it was something innate to somebody else's being. So it yeah. creeped me out. And at first I was like, it could also be a ghost. It could be a ghost. But to me, the thing that, that struck me is it, it, it was present when I had never noticed it before. But it didn't feel like it was new. Like it felt lived in if that makes any sense but it's just kind of weird i think ultimately you know the other thing was you and i haven't been away from the house where there's no one else no, in, in, yeah. in in a while so it was kind of like you get used to your house smells and things like that and then you go away and then you, you only come. truly know what your house smells like when you leave for a few days and if anybody's wondering it smells good yeah it did, it did smell good <laughs> um I will say, like, as far as ghost experiences, when Henry was probably, like, three or four months old, I did feel like I had a ghost visitor in the nursery. Oh, yeah. Because our street backs up to an extremely old graveyard. Oh, I always forget about that. I don't. Yeah. I mean, wow. I, I've taken Henry for walks there. Um, and it's full of, you know, graves of children from the 1800s. I'm sure a lot of mothers who lost their babies. And I really just felt like it wasn't an evil presence but uh, the lights would flicker Henry would stare at spots and I told you several times yeah. like something's in here like I I felt so creeped out being in there late at night so eventually I went to the graveyard and I asked whoever was visiting if they could please go back home and I didn't have any problems after that were you wearing de, de profundus no <laughs> hexensalb no, no, no it didn't feel like a pagan evil thing. It just mm, felt like a visitor. I forgot all about that, yeah. I don't, you know, I've only had a few uh, kind of ghost uh, experiences in my life. Yeah. I remember one, and sorry, this isn't a ghost podcast, but I remember the one when we, one of the second house you and I ever lived in together and we were watching Gina and she brought a ghost. Yeah, my mom's haunted dog, Gina. Yeah. We saw this ghost. It crossed our plane. It was really kind of weird. Like, and I'm more of a skeptic than anything, but it was Should we one tell of the... the story? I mean, like, we're already... Yeah, be, I mean, we might as well. Okay, so uh, Gina had just gone home to my mom's, and we were t going into bed for the night, and um, turned off all the lights and everything, and I was turned over on my side, and I said, Jeff, stop pinching me. Which was so weird that I would even like think that because you would never like playfully pinch me while I was trying to go to sleep. But I felt something <laughs> pinch pinch my arm, like kind of under my armpit area in this very playful way. And you're like, what are you talking about? I didn't pinch you. And I was like, okay, well, I felt something and tried to go back to bed. And then we felt this pouncing, mm -hmm. pouncing on the bed, 
for probably like an hour. And there was a, a shift across the ceiling. I remember there was just oh, this like shift that. across the ceiling. That's the thing I remember most of it. I remember you telling me not to pinch you. And I was like, why would I pinch you? It's the middle of the night. And the dogs were all growling. Yeah. We had three uh-huh. dogs. They were all growling, which was they never did. And then I looked over at your side of the bed and there was like this maybe seven foot tall swirling column of dark sparkly smoke. And see, that may be what I saw. Like not like leaving the room because I, I remember seeing the ceiling instance. Okay. I don't remember anything off to the side of me. If I had, I would have probably packed my bags and left and never came back. But it didn't feel evil. It felt like it wanted to play, and it continued to pounce on the bed all night. But when I saw that column of black swirling smoke, it wasn't something that moved. It like stayed there in one place, hovering. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that changes my memory now. I don't want (laughs) to. That was the only time. Like we never had another incident after that. Regina. Okay. New release. Here I'm green. And it's called Fit. Feet. I think it's Feature? Filter. Honey. Filter? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, uh, I think you're right. I think it's just Filter. <laughs> Supposedly, it's a Carnation Love Potion scent, which I love. Yes. His first release since 2022, which, well, that surprised me. I didn't really think about that. But um, note list is carnation, flower stems, cloves, rose, jasmine, resins, vanilla, and black pepper. This Man, sounds so good. It's all hits. Those are all great notes. That's a perfect note list. I'm not overly familiar with carnation as a note. It's, it's something you don't see too frequently. Well, it's kind of like a peppery floral. You know, a spicy floral, I guess. Sounds good. Yeah. I, it, it was often used in like fougeres and colognes and, you know, Boutonniere number no. seven by Arquiste features carnation quite a bit and gardenia. And um, so that's what I think of. And I'm hoping it'll be somewhat similar. It has a lot of like spicy notes to it. So that's exciting. I love cloves lately. Um, I think he would, the clove and the black pepper will work together well. Have a nice little resinous base. And, you know, with Hiram Greens, I think that uh, Hiram Green fragrances, there are through lines from, you know, there, there's, there's pockets within the line that, I don't know, you can kind of see the DNA or, or sense the DNA throughout several of the fragrances. And I think this would fit in very well with, with many of the other ones. I'm just really looking forward to trying it out. There's a little bit. I mean, there's not a honey note, but I could see this being a little slow divey too. I hope so. I mean, even if it wasn't a Hiram Green scent, just based on the note pyramid alone, I mean, uh, rose, cloves, jasmine, resins, vanilla, and black pepper. That's so, I'm already excited about that. But knowing it's Hiram Green, that's going to be extremely high on my uh, want list as soon as it comes out. Yeah, I hope samples are available. I think it launches... The 22nd of January. And he has those new bottles that are so beautiful, too. I do like those bottles a lot. I love the wood caps. Those are really cool. They'll be slender, so it'll fit in the case a lot easier. Um, But, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. 
So far, no reviews on Fragrantica, but I wouldn't guess there would be since it hasn't been. Is it out out? Can we order it? No, I don't. I think January 22nd. I think I saw something on Instagram oh, today. Okay. that So we're any, you know, five days away because we're recording this on the 17th. So is that Sunday or Monday? I don't know. Who knows? We'll be there. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Fragrantica, something I've had on my mind for a while <laughs> is I love Fragram. Their Instagram clone or whatever that is. And going back to these conversations we've had over the last few episodes of just kind of the community, trading groups, Facebook groups, and Reddit groups, and all that kind of stuff, which thank you for everyone who sent in uh, recommendations for for uh, fragrance groups we can look to kind of like trade and decant and all that kind of stuff. Appreciate it. But to me, this is another side of something you were bringing up where uh, in previous conversations where the fragrance community online is just uh it's very unique it's different and it's very old school internet they do things their own way but you know i really also have to say fragram as part of fragrantica they have it as like a widget just when you're scrolling the website fragram comes up and you're kind of like what is this and you're like oh maybe this is just like pictures of fragrances you know from their message boards or whatever and then you go to individual fragrance pages and there's always like a fragram section where if somebody has fragrammed a fragrance you see their pictures of it and i always kind of was like oh yeah that's cool but then one day i clicked the fragram and i didn't realize it's like a whole system it's a whole it's, it's an it's, entire instagram alternative i thought it was just like you know how websites can sync their Instagram feeds by hashtags and things like that. I always thought that's what it was. Yeah. And then you start clicking on it and you start seeing the same type of people posting. And I mean, there is like a dedicated, much like the forums, like you look at a Fragram photo and there's like 40 comments they're on it. They're posting Fragrams like every day. All, yeah. And it's like, holy crap. It's very active. It's very insulated. There's... It's Lots of people on it. And it's just like, man, it never, the fragrance community never ceases to amaze me at the levels of commitment to the scene. And also, like, I bet Fragrantica is great with their advertising revenue, whatever, because it must have been expensive to be like, hey, some web developer, can you build something like Instagram? Can you knock off Instagram for, and just put it can here? Can you knock off one of the biggest <laughs> social media apps that there is and just make it special just for us? And I, I mean, as a web developer and someone with a long history of building websites and community websites at times, the amount of traffic and activity on that, it, I mean, that's the servers are being just used constantly so it's like that you can't you know, that's expensive you can't just Super like expensive you know sign up to GoDaddy and get your budget you know shared hosting plan and and host all this stuff it's like money goes into hosting for grantica and it's never more apparent than hosting a instagram clone so i don't know it was just one of those things that's just like man the fragram community. I, I, there needs to be like. You need to get on there. I need some background. I need to hear more about. I want to hear about the personalities because there's personalities. <laughs> there are several people that post all the time, and it's like you're posting here. You're not posting on TikTok or Instagram. No. You're fragram land. This is your world. This so, is your which scene. Which is awesome because you know that they're just doing it from pure love. Oh, absolutely. Well, like, and nobody's like, I'm going to get famous. I'm going to get money. I'm going to get notoriety on Fragram. No, you're not. But it's a little, 
early 2000s, uh, you know, like Diary Land and Live Journal and stuff like that, because it's like there's personalities on there, it's and little, it's for this audience it's like alone. Photo bucket with the yeah, social and system. it's like people are like there's there's queens and kings on there that are just like showing out. It's funny. <laughs> So, I mean, I'm not saying that dismissively. It, it, some of the photos are like, wow, these are yeah, really they're, good. they're impressive. Yeah. But it is just funny that it's like, yeah, okay. You commoners can go do your Instagram. I'm, I'm a real, you know, I'm going in program world. <laughs> but I just, I think it's cool. Oh, next thing on my list of things that have been I've been thinking a lot about. And it's come up first with Isaac from Flower Shop Perfume Co. He did a video on baby perfumes mm. and he grew Love up that. with that. And I've heard like Carlos from Marquise mention um, in certain Spanish cultures and things like that. That's very big to have like baby. You mentioned like European when we were talking about it recently. It, yeah. Italian perfume, baby perfume brands. I saw a lot of those. I thought about getting some for Henry before he was born. I never did. I, yeah. Um, what an opportunity lost. I think MFK with Dior, they just uh, launched, uh, I think there's like two cents. Oh, okay. And um, they're already sold out. And I'm just thinking, you know. MFK Baby Dior perfume? Yeah. I can't remember what it's called, but it's, yeah. It's, is it uh, called Shababy? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is, uh, that would make total sense. Um <laughs> I, uh, but now I'm thinking like, we need to get Henry on this game. It's not too late. Uh, you know, because it's, normally it's just all drool and like soup. <laughs> he has, his smell right now is yogurt neck. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> With his yogurt that he had from breakfast just like kind of <laughs> dribbles into the, the <laughs> neck of his onesie and just festers there for a few hours. Uh, yeah. Children. <laughs> it's great. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's like maybe we spice that up a little bit, throw a little orange blossom on there. <laughs> no, we actually, there's a couple that are extremely popular. I feel like we should at least get them one of one of the big three or whatever. I feel like there's at least three Well, Isaac mentions seeing. Baby Magic from Menon. Baby Magic. Yeah, I mean, that's that sounds awesome. Um, plus, it's by Menon, which I grew up with. My dad wore Skin Bracer and all the other things. Sorry, Skin Bracer? It's an aftershave. It's very green. And um, it is the classic, like, it's just called Skin Bracer. It's aftershave. You put on after shaving, and it's, uh, it smells kind of like very fougere green, earthy. Mm. Um, I think you know, we could go down to Walgreens right now and get it. It's probably $4.99, right next to Brute and Clubman. <laughs> and, um, and Ice Blue Aqua Velva, which is the other one that he would have, but that's not by Menon. Um, yeah, so you have to do that. Look at the Charles Dashley experience. But I did look up uh, baby magic, uh, which my parents did not provide for me when I was a baby. Um, and uh, I think I want to get some. Okay, let's do it. We'll I report we back. Should. We'll report back. But I would love to hear from anybody if they lived in a family where there was baby scents and stuff because it totally makes sense because yes. babies stink if you were a scented baby or if you sent your baby <laughs> ring up the hotline please email us hello at fragrophilia.com <laughs> we want to know about it um all right you, I, uh, what I, have you been listening to or paying attention i to? have a recommendation okay i had a youtube video i watched uh last week 
that had me really excited. Unfortunately, it's not something I can experience for myself. But Sebastian, aka the perfume guy, everyone knows him. He did a review with his friend. What is her name? Zara? I can't remember her name. His friend who often does videos with him. She's, I love she's her takes, great. By she's the way. so delightful. She's so knowledgeable. And she's they both a good Instagram were... channel too. Just sorry to interrupt. Just wanna let you know. I'll catch her on Fragram. Yeah. <laughs> um But they both did a review of Dita Von Teese's new perfumes. And they sound amazing. They're not available in the USA right now, but they are made by the perfumer Alexander Elan. They have a very vintage retro bent, obviously. And they sound really intriguing to me. Uh, check out that video if you haven't yet already. I really enjoyed it. Since it's going to be a while since I get to experience it for myself, I really enjoy there's it. There's three of them, I think. And they there's come three. with these really cool bottles. Or yeah. Very vintage. Very retro glamorous bottles there's a very vintage sounding iris scent that sounds mm -hmm. interesting so i definitely want to try that as soon as we're able to i uh well we live in a world where we were managed thanks to a kind soul to get baby cat maybe uh, we can get some samples somehow um i think they'll be here eventually i would think so I she mean, did uh, fragrances in the past that i never got to smell i did get to see dita perform say, here in see, dallas yeah. I had a friend who like got us tickets and got us backstage to meet her. She was so unbelievably beautiful. And honestly, like I always appreciate, you know, that she was such a vintage collector. I I love, you know, looking at pictures of her house and all of that. I didn't know if like seeing the burlesque performance would be for me. It was unbelievable. It was so much fun. I could not believe what a great time I had watching a burlesque performance. And I've been to some really bad burlesque shows in the early 2010s, haven't we all? But hers was truly incredible. And I, I hope in my lifetime I get to see her again. Yeah, I'm a little jealous. Yeah, she played like the hard, or not hard House rock. of Blues. House yeah. of Blues. So yeah. it, was, it was a big venue. It was unbelievable. It yeah. was like all girls and everyone was losing their mind. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was really fun. What, else, what were we talking about the other night? Oh, yeah, you were you were talking about how you... We're in the mood for chocolate scents. Yeah. Um, I think smelling the cocoa note in Rosarine by Ducita, mm. as well as the cocoa note in the fabulous uh, Bellame. Yeah. By, what is that? Layabstrait? Le yes. The cocoa note in Bellame by Layabstrait is totally enchanting. I um, am vehemently opposed to this trend of like savory food notes in perfume. I think we need to keep it on the gourmand track. I'm not about the, we'll get into this later, the peanut fragrance coming out from Dia oh, Durga. Yeah. We need to keep it sweet. I would like to see more cocoa notes. But before we get into all of that, what are you in the mood for lately? What would you like to see more out of in fragrance coming up in the next few months? Like, what am I in the mood for, or what or am I forecasting here? What you're in the mood for, what you would like to see, what, what you're enjoying now that you want more of. Well, I mean, obviously I'm in my freak era. So it's been a lot of, uh, you know, barnyard and earthy, animalic type of things. A lot of ouds, a lot of, uh, you know, we were trying to get into Atars a little bit. So I like all that, but then, of course... You know how it goes. Next thing you know, 
go opposite. And for some reason, I don't know why the cold weather brought this, but ever since the cold weather arrived, I've wanted something very crisp and clean. Um, Citizen X by X Nihilo is something I've been wearing. And it oh, just kind oh, of yes. just, I don't know. There's just something like, there's something masculine about it that makes me feel like, you know, I should be wearing a gray suit and, you know, making important decisions in an office building or something like that. I don't know. It just, it gave me some kind of pep and some zeal. And then Gold by Perfumer H, which I love. Um, it, I think it has like a gardenia note that it really stri- uh, sings to me. And it's very clean. It's very crisp. It's mm-hmm. got some kind of lonely aspects to it. Um, and I don't know. I've been kind of. You are always on a search for your rose, you know, whatever that may mean to you or whatnot. And I'm still in the beginning of my rose journey. I I still kind of want to, I don't know, I want to explore that more and more. There's just, when I wear things like um, French Affair by Ex Nihilo, speaking of which, or you have like Au Capital, things like that. I don't know. I just want to get to know roses a little bit more. Um, I don't know. There's a few other things. What else are you in the mood for? I will say, having been in this really deep cold weather snap, uh, getting reacquainted again with my beautiful Fia Nike, which you got me as a Christmas gift, and it was my signature scent for years, and I've been out for a while. Um, being reintroduced to that and wearing the beautiful Mars 2022 by mm. Runeholz. I'm such an incense girl. I always yeah. will be, even though it's a note that can be so loud. There's so many different facets to it. It's it's something that will always hold my interest. And you were just before we started this podcast, we were talking about the Orpheline by yeah. Serge Dutton. That's clearly yeah. very high on your want list. And that's like also an incense scent. In a completely different facet. It's so clean. And, and you know, it kind of goes along with what I was, you know, the crispness. Of yeah, it. exactly. Yeah, it's so, very nice. Incense is a really broad category. Incense Rory. I mean, we've been gushing yeah, about yeah. that. I think um, I'm happy owning that that's just what I like in fragrance and what I want to become really well versed in and understand the many different facets of. I'm comfortable staying in my lane there, you know? Hmm. But I will say like the cocoa, that is very different for me. I also got to um, smell cocoa in Serge Leton's latest fragrance, which is oh, yeah, Le- yeah. Ecrine du Fumé. Something like, yeah, yeah. Wow. It's like yeah. tobacco, cocoa, and rum. That was delicious. What's that. our Arquiste candle that you love so oh much? Oh my gosh, Mexican Baroque. Yeah. Which they have an accompanying perfume. Um, oh yeah, that's... um. Anima Dolcis. This, there's the Mexican broke the candle and Anima Dolcis, the perfume. It's inspired by the covenant of nuns in Mexico that were making a chocolate against the wishes of the Catholic Church, Aztec influence. And that's an incredible candle. I actually burned it so much when Henry was first born. And it will always remind me of when he was a tiny little baby. I think we actually have the uh, a sample of it, so I should have. I I I love the candle. I cannot warm to the perfume. Wow, interesting. It's never the perfume just doesn't work for me. Oh, 
Yeah, love I love it as a candle. Don't don't love it as a perfume either, but I uh I'm gonna give it another try here soon. You know another thing that's been kind of since I'm still talking about my freak era is I'm still toying <laughs> with the idea of getting roke by uh Roberto Greco while it's still around. Because there's only five hundred. And it smells like a lover's burp. <laughs> it really does. Like So you don't love it. You don't like it. No, I don't when I say it smells like a lover's burp, I'm not grossed out. I'm just stating facts. No, I and I appreciate that. But what give me your real feelings on it. What do you It's humid. It's earthy. It's bodily it's shroomy it's it's not unpleasant for all of those things like i've said it just smells like you've gotten a little too close to somebody and you're getting a little morning breath and the the warm humidity of uh the vapors of their breath on your neck it's very intimate you know huh well did I just kill it for you? I'm I don't sorry. think that you kill it. I feel like you're afraid of killing it for me. You're not telling me that you don't like it. I'm being so 100% honest with you right now. I don't, I don't dislike it. it. Huh? I don't dislike it. I don't know if I would own it, but okay. when you wear it, I'm like, that's intriguing. Hmm. Hmm. Is that a burp? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm being so for real with you right now. Please don't like interpret this as me not liking it. I actually like, I, I really enjoy when you wear it and I'm intrigued. Well, you know. And I totally like, I support your freak era. If that's what you like in fragrance, that's what you like. Right. But it's also like, I don't want to spend the money if we both I don't, don't know. like it. Listen, you know what I'm saying? Listen, here's also counterpoint to that. Yeah. Was it Roke? Yeah. Roke. It's a little weird. It's a little unwearable, maybe. I will say, like, so many other perfumes right now, they feel too bougie. They feel too polished. They feel too much about, like, the sales pitch, whatever. I, I really feel like if fragrance is our hobby, we like to appreciate, you know, sort of um, the less discovered sides of it. And I think Roke does a really good job of exploring something I've never experienced in fragrance before. And if you're like, I really like that and I want to spend more time about it, this is what I like about this hobby, I'd be like, yeah, totally. I completely get that. See, now... That's good perfume podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, can I add one more thing that I, I really kind of want to, I'm in the mood for right now. Yeah. Um, I really want to, there's, there's a handful of brands that I always keep my eye on. I'm always thinking about ordering samples or decants of, and they're all kind of like classics or brands that have a long history and they're kind of revitalizing themselves and everything. And, and I'm like, Ariza Legrand. Yes. You know. Oh, hell yes. I, I've talked about uh, Mugai Fleury many times. I'm going to when I start talking about the sense of the week. Um, but they have several. Sheep Moose. Um, there's just a couple others that I really want to try. I like I want, the cut of their jib. I, I do too. Um Ubagant, Ubagant. Uba Can you, you know, spell this? Because if you H O U B I G A N T, um, I've heard, I've just heard them mentioned here and there. And they, uh, we talked about one time on one of our drives uh, to and fro town, um, and they have one that's like 
it's a cologne of some sorts. I can't remember what it's called. It's a fougere. And um, I've always wanted to try that. And there's Grossmith out of England and Bien de May just was released and Isaac's talked about it. I yes. think, you know, Emma's talked about really it. I really want to try that. I really want to, uh, Scout's talked about it. And then of course, Class Porto. Um, I know Lynn Harris is, who's a perfumer H and Miller Harris. She's done a lot of their fragrances and they've been around for a long time and I love their soaps. I've been using their soaps forever. So I want to kind of explore more. There's so many new brands. There's so many new you like things. like revival brands? I don't know. Yeah, I want to kind of get into more classic, even though they're kind of being trumped up a little bit. And uh, I know like Ubagant, um, I think the one, the the Fougere that I'm talking about, that's a Rodrigo fragrance. He did mm. that. So um, I'm, I just want to, I want to kind of, check some of these legacy brands yeah i think like whenever you have one of those like 1930s old-timey legacy brands you can kind of flirt with the like tulula bankhead you know 30s starlet decadence of it which mm -hmm. is such a a fun place and fragrance to explore yeah but and i just think that it encompasses there's... the glamour and the debauchery you know, you're still getting kind of the accessible, uh, you know, modernist approach to fragrance so that, you know, it doesn't turn anybody off or it could sell and make a profit. But it's also kind of entrenched in the old way of doing things where there's a lot of florals, there's a lot of citrus, there's a lot of kind of like earthiness to it, a lot mm -hmm. of animalic type of uh, angles to it. It's just kind of bigger and bolder and powdier. You know, it's just, it's, it's, yeah, I, I don't think like it's a coincidence that you're feeling that way. And I love this reproduction of Ava Gardner's mm -hmm. signature scent so much, which is La Stray by the French brand Le Gallien. And I have adopted that as a signature scent. I mean, scent. you wear it all the time. I mean, we've said this the last like couple episodes. I mean, you're wearing it full time. I, I said on my, our last episode that I wanted to commit to La Stray as my signature scent 75% of the time. And I think I've stayed pretty close to that. I wear it most of the time. And um, yeah, I don't think it's a coincidence that like we're interested in these heritage brands. We feel like that's where the real quality and exciting ideas are coming from. I think it's it feels so different amidst what's in the market today. Yeah, I agree. And like, again, like, why are we excited about Filter by Hiram Green? It's reviving Carnation as a note, which is hasn't been done in a long time. Yeah. Okay. You want to do uh, Sense of the Week? Let's do Sense of the Week. You go first. Okay. Well, um, after talking about uh, all these heritage brands and dramatics and everything, I'm going pretty basic here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going, um, the one I wore the most in, I think, before the cold weather hit, I just wanted some kind of like comfort, feel-good scent in Bibliotech by Barreto. Um, It's one of the rare kind of fruity scents that I wear. And it's only because it ends up being kind of like a fruit leather. Mm -hmm. And I find that very comforting and just kind of like, it makes me happy. It's peppy. It's a little bit of fruity. There's that leather to keep it dry. And there's a little bit of muskiness. And then, you know, after a while, it just hits this kind of like vanilla ambery base too. So it's easy to wear. Yeah, it's the dry down is so beautiful, but there is that kind of like sharp, acidity of yeah. the fruit in the top and that's what makes it go crazy and the the byredo kind of plum you know they do stone it a lot. fruit yeah they they do it a lot and it's very much them 
and uh, it smells like so many other fragrances. Uh, the other one that I've been wearing a lot was Macanudo by Mezzendetto. And once again, it just kind of makes me happy. Um, it's narcissist, and you get a little vetiver. It's got that nice tonka note. It's very earthy. I don't know. I, I find it just kind of... Um, I had posted a video a long time ago about it, and I was talking about kind of the rolling fields and the dew and the grass and the sun kind of, you know, hitting you a little bit. There's a little bit of cooling factor to it. And someone commented last week, like, these notes aren't indicative of the smell at all. Old lady fragrance or something like that. It's like, wow. crazy. (laughs) But now I will forever. I wish I could really remember what the comment was because it was so... If they think Macanudo is an old lady fragrance, (laughs) I just like want to know their opinion on every fragrance. But it was just so aggressive and I loved it. So, um, And then finally, I've been wearing Psychedelic by Javois and or Javois, whatever, however you want to pronounce it. But I, you put it on the tray. Which I put it on there because if you follow, it smells crazy in here on Instagram. And you should if you don't. You, you got to follow. It smells crazy. There was a review posted of Psychedelic basically touting it as like, if this person could have like only one possession before she died or whatever, it was and like there was some m- kind of divine intervention or something yeah, to it. It was like, it was like death or psychedelic. And I was like, okay, she feels really passionate about this. She, he, they, I don't know who wrote this review and it inspired me to put psychedelic on the tray. And it really is. So yeah, I don't it, know if it it's that good, but scent. it's like, I do feel like at Annalise, the, the, person who runs it smells crazy in here was asking about like what the best uh patchouli scent is and she wrote in some people's suggestions and i guess psychedelic was a contender i don't know kind of agree i think that it is arguably the best modern patchouli you know especially in this kind of like gourmand era and era of um kind of amber I don't know, comfort sense. I don't know if I can ever have a truly neutral opinion about psychedelic because as a teenager, I was drawn to patchouli, but the form that I found it in was Cannabis Centaur by Fresh. Oh, yeah. A scent that that has been retired. And it was a chocolatey patchouli. It had that same chocolatey facet of patchouli that psychedelic has. With a lot of sandalwood, it was a lot more light i guess i don't know but i it's a little greener too a little bit more green both my mom my sister and i wore cannabis centaur it's an extremely sentimental scent to me and psychedelic feels like the final form of what cannabis centaur could have been so i'm happy yeah happy i did notice that and i think i sent it to you during the holidays cannabis centaur made a little resurgence what? like a 30 milliliter bottle or something like oh, that screw those. it was a, it was like 80 dollars or like 75 dollars i don't it wasn't... like their new they they changed their applicators at some point like i bought my mom a new bottle yeah. of cannabis centaur a year or two ago and it had this like bullshit stimless thing where you have to turn the bottle upside down to spray it i do not know why they did that i think it killed all of their fragrances i honestly feel like that was like a bad box and it didn't include the 
the I little I don't know. Stem. Why would they do that? I don't know. That was weird. That was, was weird. It was really weird. Yeah. Anyway, I still have my cannabis centaur, and it's it's similar to psychedelic, but inferior. So I'm glad that I found something that's similar that I like more because it's it like if I think about me at you know 16 years old, it was the communal bottle in in our bathroom that we all shared. We were all smelling like that. Well, I also want to say that um, speaking of fresh and patchouli, they used to have a patchouli soap that they do not have any longer. And that was one of my all-time favorite soaps. So fresh, if you're listening, please bring it back. I had I love that it. fabulous patchouli perfume that Carol gave me for, for Christmas like eight years ago. And I'm down to like the last two milliliters of it. And I won't spray it because I would be so sad when it's gone. Yeah. Get it together, fresh. Come on. They're in their flop era for sure. Their flop era. Like they should be killing the fragrance game right now. Yeah. Mm. Well, what are your sense of the other than psychedelic? What else you've been wearing? Um. So as I mentioned, Lustre has been my go-to. I I feel like maybe it's not seventy-five percent of the time, but it's at least fifty percent of the time I'm wearing Lustre by Legallion. I'm loving it. It's nice to have a home base. I am seeing how quickly I'm going through one bottle of perfume when I'm only wearing one scent. Um, other than that, with the cold temperatures, I did want to take advantage because it never gets this cold here in Texas. So being that it was 10 degrees, I wanted to reach for something very warming. And I went for Runtols' perfume, Mars 2022, mm -hmm. which is their... Dirty, skanky, strawberry, incense perfume. If you look at the Note Pyramid, it has everything but the kitchen sink. It, yeah. I don't know how to describe it except as a fruity, dirty, strawberry black pepper bomb. The dose of black pepper in it is extremely aggressive. And if somebody said to me, I find this perfume really unwearable, I would have to say, I understand. You know, it, it's not something I feel like I can wear around even Henry. It's a little too aggressive. It's more of a nighttime, just you and it's, me scent. It's very beautiful, though. I love it's you wearing it. beautiful. And I was doing these paintings. I painted this, like, landscape. I don't normally do landscapes, but I did this landscape, and I did this underpainting of this, like, flaming strawberry orange pink that went underneath these really um, dark, drab, khaki grass colors. And so that, like, peak of that that spark coming through the painting really made me feel like oh mars 2022 is the perfect fragrance accompaniment to this painting and i actually did two in that series so that was a wonderful scent to wear while i was working on that and um the other scent that i wore was lune feline oh. by atelier Desor. this is the best spicy a, vanilla to me it's just it will never yeah. get better than this yeah, it is. I love it when you wear it. And it's just, it lasts for hours. It's comforting. It's beautiful. It has the perfect amount of spice, perfect amount of vanilla, has a little bit of smokiness to it. Um, like Runeholz, aside from the bottle, it's perfect. I hate the bottle. The bottle is so precarious. I feel like it's going to break before... We can finish the bottle. I almost uh, knocked down and broke my Oon and Finney. If I didn't have the <sighs> reflexes of a young cat, <laughs> that would have been disastrous. Yeah, I really despise the Atelier Dezor bottles. I almost like to the point where I would re-bottle 
Lou and Felina to something else. Yeah, they should have. I'll consider it. Like, it, that bottle's bullshit. I hate it. It's completely unstable. I always feel like I'm going to knock it over. I think there has to be... This is our perfect business venture. Custom-made stands for perfume bottles. We can make it for Lunfeline <laughs> and Atelier Desserts. We can make it for Comte de Grisson. Because <laughs> that's the one that drives me crazy. Um, but speaking of... I, I want to... Okay. We have a dog that's uh, having Dreaming. a bad dream behind us. Speaking of potential bad dreams, and going back to earlier a little bit, we forgot to talk about Peanut. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. You, you tell the people. Well, we love Diaz and Durga. We, we're longtime stands. Yes. Um, but they're, we've they're also. They're the brand that we own the most of in our collection. Yeah. And, uh, but we have also talked about the fact that they've like, with studio juices and limited releases and all that stuff, over the past like two, three years, they've released like 30 fragrances. It's kind of crazy. I don't know. That may be extreme, but I, I feel think like it's, it's close no, I to think that. that's. I think it could actually even be more. I don't know. And There's not a week that goes by you know, without obviously, a the uh you know the gourmand and the nut trend with you know pistachio was such a big hit and i do like pistachio by Diaz and durga of all the pistachio scents that's probably the one that i would like the most i don't know i mean i it, it it's a scent that i like i wouldn't own or buy or anything but i am a peanut fan let's not talk about we're gonna fight on this podcast well, I would never buy it because there's only like 150 being made. There's probably like 250 or 300 dollars. I didn't, I didn't see that. I think it's 50 ml. So do it's you, like, do you think the, that peanut is them capitalizing off of pistachio? I think it's cheeky. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, is it supposed to be like peanuts out in the field? Yeah, I mean, but also I could see where that would be kind of earthy and raw, and I kind of like that idea. I want. I would love to try a sample of it i am turned off by the whole thing around it but let's take the gimmickry gimmickry out of it would i be curious if, if there was no pistachio craze if there was no like you know overwhelming amount of studio juices if this was an isolated incident and someone said i hey there's this peanut fragrance are you curious? I'd be like, yeah, I am curious because I like peanuts and I can see how that could work. So I am kind of curious. Let me just, this is a feminine perspective. Please. We've heard from the man on this podcast. <laughs> I'm talking to my ladies out there right now. <laughs> Holla. <laughs> Girls, you know when you're in the car with your man and he reaches into the console and he pulls out like a little packet of peanuts, dumps them into his mouth, crunches them up and like keeps driving and your whole car smells like wet peanut breath and it makes you want to like murder them on the spot one i have never done that so who you've been driving around you with? okay first of all my dad like this is like a traumatizing foundational childhood memory i was about to wonder if that's the person that's wearing the fragrance <laughs> And the mystery fragrance in this you house. You have done it. You have done it. A <laughs> and have I times. ever done that with peanuts? First of all, you eat peanut sandwiches every day. So there is a point in every day where you smell peanut breath. I smell peanut breath on you. However, you have done this in the car. And I only like, probably only a handful of times. And if it wasn't like, a, like one of my least favorite childhood memories, then 
I wouldn't notice it. Except my dad keeps like giant Costco sized things <laughs> of peanuts in his car. Like, like literally like pounds of peanuts in his car. My sister will attest to this. And like when he's driving, like along with stale coffee breath, like he'll just like <laughs> gra- <laughs> grab like a handful of peanuts. Poor Mr. Aldridge. And She's just a... crunch them. <laughs> Crunch them any time of day, and it's like it's just like rolling down the windows. Something about it, it's like the worst smell I can fathom. So, just seeing like peanut as a fragrance concept enrages me because I'm thinking of the smell of peanuts, that's the only thing I'm thinking of, and it's the worst. And I've talked to other women about this, and I'm not the only one, I know there are other, other people out there. Maybe not just women who who understand what I'm talking about. Well, I just want to say I've never eaten raw peanuts in the car. I'm thinking the kind bars is what you're talking about. Yeah, that that's definitely. And uh, two is peanut breath must be must much worse than lovers burp. <laughs> <laughs> it is okay. Lovers, lovers burp. Lovers okay. burp. I can tolerate <laughs> peanut breath. I cannot. I'm writing this all down for a <laughs> I mean, I had a peanut peanut butter sandwich today, which I never do. So we were that desperate. And um I was just like, I'm gonna I'm gonna smell peanuts after this. I I'm loath loath to eat this. Mm. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. You know, but uh so yeah, so no go on peanut. You know, DS and Jerga, they were already kind of riding on the nice with me with all of the new releases that they've had. And I've talked about how much I am against this savory note trend. Um so so then they really got my goat, this peanut thing, I gotta say. Well, you know, it's a you know, I like a good challenge. Now I feel like we have to smell it. I think we have to try it. Okay. Yeah. So hopefully we can get a sample somehow uh, because I'm not going to buy a full bottle of it. But things we may buy a full bottle of someday. Let's get to uh, the game. Yes. All right. You go first this time. Okay. The game has begun and I have just sprayed Jeff his first scent. This is opening note wise bazooka gum grape. Big little chew grape. There's a cotton candy aspect to it. There is actually kind of a creme de volette uh, Mm. liquor aspect to it. Mm. I want to say there's some kind of like peony flower or something like that. Kind of like a sweeter white floral. It's very beautiful. This is not anything I would ever probably wear, to be honest. But I'm kind of intrigued by it. I feel the same way. Because I love grape bazooka gum. And that is exactly what it smells like. It smells like Welch's grape soda, too. Yeah. And those are all things I love. I'm a, not sure I want to smell like it, but I love those things. This is a brand that you are very fond of. Little small French house. And I'm very fond of them. Yes. Little. You own one of them. And it's a man. See, when you say those things, and I've had an old fashioned, <laughs> then I start drawing blanks. Uh, yeah, I would never be able to guess this. 
Oh, it's, it's a random one. I honestly didn't even know that we had this. It's and, gorgeous. I kind of do want to wear it on the skin just to see yeah, where I it takes like me. But, because... I, but you know, it's like, I don't know what else you have, so I don't want to throw it on just yet. This smells like bazooka gum. It's a little much. I'm telling you, it does get kind of more aromatic and interesting as it dries down. The complexity deepens. Um, so I will spray it for you. I believe in this house. I don't know if I fully see the vision on you this. You believe scent. in this house? I do. I don't know if I fully see the vision, but like I want to try to. So, spray it, yeah. Spray yeah. it on this hand here. Yeah, that's nice. Okay, so yeah, it's a little bit less. You know, I think that paper was giving it a little bit of gum wrapperness to it, but mm -hmm. it's wearing a little nicer. It's a little bit more. There's kind of a. Um, I don't want to say chocolatey or there's a little bit of funkiness to it. It's interesting. May I smell it on you? Yeah. Feels very oily too. Yeah, this is an X-ray. Okay, yeah, it feels very oily um, and heavy. Do you want me to skin. tell you the notes? Please, yes. The notes are saffron, tuberose, bergamot, geranium. Okay, tuberose is what I'm getting is the bubblegum, yeah. Violet leaves, cedar wood, white musk, patchouli, and ambroxan. Wow. I'm really warming to it. Boy, where would I wear this? I don't know where you would That's wear this. That's my thing. It's, it's just the kind of scent that you smell and you're like, That's pretty, but what the hell? Like, what was yeah, the idea here? Yeah, it's like, here? what do you do with this? It's kind of, it's, it's really interesting and, and, and cool, but it's like, I don't wear, am I wearing this to dinner? Probably not. It feels quite fantastical. Yeah, you're not a serious person if you're wearing this. I'm not wearing this to work. Certainly not. It's a bit um, Willy Wonka. It is. And it's, you know, the sad thing is, is as we're talking about things like Roke or Peanut or things that you, you might get for the experience itself, just for a personal love, the In passion of being a perfume head. It's like, it's not that good. No, Like, yeah. it's not that interesting. There's to wear. many tube roses that do this bubblegum thing. There's a bit of a rubberness to it on the skin. Is there? That would be the saffron, I think. Yeah, it's just not harsh in the way saffron can be a lot of times. This is actually more of a natural saffron to me. Yeah. Okay. Um, Should I tell you what it it's is? It's very modern, by the way, if we're going yeah, by our... Yeah, it's released 2020 by um, Cherubom. Oh, what is this? Gozo. Really? Okay. Yeah. That's the one that comes in the cool uh, like orange the bottle? The beautiful orange bottle. Yeah. The bottle is stunning. Um, this perfume is a collaboration between Francois Henin, who is the owner of Jevois mm -hmm. or Jevois. And he also owns Jeroboam. And this is a collaboration with the social media figure Abdulaziz Al Ajel oh. from Qatar. Okay. Um, they met, and Abdulaziz told Francois about his experience of uh, the Maltese island of Gozo. And they were both really inspired by this. And they translated this into a scent with the perfumer Vanina Miracciole. Yeah. Yeah. 
This is a really, this is, when I first ordered the sample, I remember that, because I would always see the orange bottle. It was very popular on social media. It was always just people sharing it and things like that. And it's like, oh, I'm very intrigued by this because I love Ambra. I love a couple of their other scents. Love Ambra. And um, and then when we received it, it's like, eh, I don't know. Didn't hit me right away, but just kind of like forced to examine it, forced to wear it here. I like it. It has qualities. It has qualities that I really like. And, you know, their price point's fair. I think it's like probably 160 maybe, something yeah. like that. More than anything, this just makes me want to go back and do a deep review of the entire house. Because this is yeah. good, but We they, don't actually even do have better. samples. We should get a sample set. Yeah, we should. Yeah, I, I, do, I love their bottles. Put that on the do list. And it's nice. Man, there is like a really petroly oil, almost oud-like. I guess it's saffron, like you're saying. It takes a while. It develops and changes. Yeah, it's a really interesting fragrance. When I sprayed it on my fragrance. skin today, I'm like, this is like sugary, sweet bubble gum. Because, but then it it did strange things. So yeah, it's it's a puzzler. I'm enjoying it. I'm still not sure where I'd wear it. Yeah. So I'm gonna say sample. Definitely. Not a pitch. Like it. Uh, I, I would. I don't think I'd buy it necessarily, but I do. Uh, I do like this experience. It's been very nice. All right, your turn. Okay. I have just. Provided Jane her first sample. This is a very light, peppery, white musk. Feels like to me, just first impressions. I enjoy the kind of undercurrent of dirtiness. The citrus feels very rounded. Maybe it's not a lemon. Maybe it's more orange. <laughs> it doesn't feel overly floral. This actually feels a bit similar to... Uh, was it light source that I sprayed you from Andrea oh, yeah, Mack yeah. last last episode? God, this feels a bit like I that. I love that fragrance. Yeah, which is like super great, super wearable. I don't know. Actually, I'm getting like kind of a bell peppery vibe right now. Okay. Hmm. It's it's becoming a yeah a bit salad like. <laughs> well, as long as it doesn't go soup, which you are <laughs> very opposed to. Yeah, honestly. As this is developing, I don't know if this is something for me. It does feel a bit like it could be a salad dressing. There's something very herbal and green going on here, too. Um, What era is this? It feels very, very modern. Was this released in the last two or three years? 2023. Oh, okay. So it's a new, new guy. It's very new, yeah. Okay. Um, Let me uh, read you the description. Please. Made to honor the jewel of all citruses, the cologne cleans and refreshes with a brush of sophistication. Bergamot, which brings balance and beauty to all my colognes, is fused with clean aldehydes, pedigrain, lemon, warm clove, and frankincense rest on a juniper wood and a smudge of tonka mm. with a sprinkling of lavender. The clove and juniper mm-hmm. makes sense now. It's real, like at first to me, it's very peppery. Yeah, if, that's what I thought. Yeah. But I see that it's clove now. Like I can and smell I, it right I, now. It's I very get the peppery. lavender. Yeah, it's not wowing me. I mean, I have become a real cologne appreciator in the yeah. last couple of years, following along with your passion. This isn't wowing me. It's very green to me. Yeah, I very get the green. pedigree. I love a scent like this. Yeah, I can see you that. Are hit or miss with them in this line specifically. If I was more a, miss. If I was a dude, I, I can see being like, yeah, that's cool. I'll wear that. But it doesn't make sense for me at all. 
Um, it it so the, overall, yeah, the, the, it's bergamot, juniper, clove, frankincense, aldehyde, lemon, neroli, and tonka. It's a really cool note pyramid. It really is. Um, it's perfumer H bergamot. Yeah, man, this house just does not do it for me. I know. I really wanted it to. I I did too. Yeah. They have, and I like an intimate scent. I really do. But the sillage is very weak. It goes fast. It goes fast. It's just something about like everything I smelled fell so flat for me. You wear gold. I do and like, I do gold like gold. that. Yeah. There's a handful like rain cloud and ink and dust. There's a there's a lot of great openers, but you're like you said, it's like and they're not I wouldn't say overly expensive, but it's like I want something more yeah. out of every one of them kind of leaves me feeling like, oh, this is so close to what I want, but it just needs something else. It just needs a little umph or a little bit of like something challenging, something that's scratchy. So I don't know what it is. But There's also something like about the brand too. Like when I first was discovering it and like trying to go on their website and find out more about the scents, it feels like they're trying to obfuscate information about the scents in this kind of very, you know, you have to be really cool to wear this fragrance or it's really exclusive to wear this fragrance. And that turned me off. It feels very uh, like design aesthetic wise, very row, the row, exactly. you know, like, where it's just like and this, the row like, pisses basics. me off for like a number of reasons. But yeah, it is trying to be the row of perfume, and it's pretentious and falls flat. Oof. Well, sorry. Then let's pitch that. We'll go to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have just sprayed Jeff his second scent. This is very like tuberose. It's almost like Orinardo by Zenu. It's very watery. There's mm -hmm. a greenness to it. It's a bit shampooy. Mm -hmm. Very soapy. Oh, it's, you know, the powderiness of it all. It smells like a proper perfume. You like it? I like it. I think that it's more of a you fragrance than a me fragrance. It's extremely feminine. Yeah. It's, um, is there pedigrain in this as well? So this brand doesn't list their notes. Oh, well. I can see that though. Like, I get what you're saying. The kind oh. Of green butteriness. I think I know what this is. I think you do. Is this Nasomato Narcotic V? Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to pull this out because it just in the last few weeks we've experienced it out in the wild and I don't know how I feel about it. We're big Nazimoto fans. Yeah, I feel like this is, you know, here's and I don't want to get, you know, bitchy like this, but um and pardon me for using such a phrase, but it is kind of like the the TikTok Nazimoto fragrance before Sadanaso, you know, it's like I just always see, I always hear people talk about narcotics. I see the same people that were excited about, you know, a lot of pink things and Barbie and stuff like that. You know, they like this fragrance. And it's yeah, it does well with like the girly girls of TikTok. Yeah. And like I guess I can see that I can honestly see this as it's, like very Armani my way type of tuberose. Yes. It's very much of it's probably Nasumato's most accessible scent. And I like it. I think I do. Can I smell it again? Yeah. 
I think I do. I think it just doesn't make sense for me from Nazamato. It doesn't. It's not why I wear Nazamato fragrances. But I don't know. It's like I'm also smelling it, and I'm like, yeah, it's kind of good. The um, yeah, because he's, good. he's it's subjectively he's, good. Yeah, it's I mean, objectively he's, he's good. a great perfumer. Yeah, so it's like, of course, but. Just but like, like, am I going to go for it? I don't know. I yeah. don't know. It it does offer, like we obviously have a lot of different tube roses. We're, we're in white florals all day, every day. And this is different. It's a little like. It's kind of like a candy. I mean, of course, tube rose has that kind of like candy powdery side to it. It's a super lush, jungly tube rose. Yeah. And it, so it, it has some of those aspects, but it's like. It's not cloying, strangely enough. It's like something about it. It feels like it's it's overpowering. I say jungly because like I imagine like some green it's quite green. There's like green foliage just like enveloping you and strangling you. I mean, I, I wanna wear Ornardo. You know, if I'm gonna wear something like this uh and even Ornardo further, like, is so different. No, absolutely. But if to I'm me, gonna go into kind of these like big tuberose white floral focused kind of powdery notes i want to wear something like that carnal flower things like that i, yeah. I feel like this is like this is well more, done this but it's is kind of boring i don't know like to oh. me this is sort of like the attack of the thousand foot woman oh really you think it's that it's sort of like uh i don't find a it that violent bimbo fragrance and maybe i do like it i don't know the um the sales pitch on this from the brand. This fragrance is the result of a quest for the overwhelming addictive intensity of female sexual power. <laughs> and I think they nailed it. Okay. You know, I will say this. Like, you know, this is always the drawback to the game is you spray a fragrance and we're giving real-time evaluations and we don't always make it to the base. You know, we don't live with it for 30 minutes or anything like that, because obviously this isn't a five-hour podcast, but uh, this one kind of feels a little bit like that. But um, it is getting a little bit buttier, more buttery mm -hmm. and a little bit more green and uh, earthier. There's a little bit more body. So there's a little bit of honeyness to I it. I get honey. I yeah. totally see what you're saying. Like it's a little... It's a more feral tuberose. It never gets like, it is that candy tuberose that people always refer to, but it never gets that sweet or, you know, when I think of that, I always think of um, kind of like the chalky candy, not Smarties, but it, they're bigger. Neko? No, they're bigger than that. And they come in, the, I don't know. but uh, Bottle caps? Kind of, but they're, I, I can't think of the name of the candy. And that's what, I'll, whenever I, someone, or whenever I get a tuberose that's that kind of candy variety, that's the, what I think of. And this is probably more soapy than candy. It has, the shampoo quality is huge. Yeah. But it's still not that. You know, like there's, know. there's enough like honey and syrupiness to it that it never lets it get too shampooy. The shampooiness never lets it get too syrupy or sweet or candy. So it's like, it's cool, but I don't know. It's not what I wear Nasamato fragrance for. It doesn't interest me that much. 
I'm a little intrigued. I'm going to be honest. I Well, I you know what? I like that you are. This is the kind of thing that will come up on a discount site for like $70 at some point. And I can see maybe doing that. See, I feel that way about Black, black Afghano. Oh my God, I almost put that in the game. I love... I fully never know what that smells like. It smells kind of danky, weedy, you know, kind of like earthy, I've, mossy. It's yeah. been so popular for so long. I've smelled it so many times, but I never remember it. It's kind of like, you know, now it's it's like smelling Santal. You know, it's just kind of like, yeah, you know it, whatever. It's, but there's something about it that I just love. <laughs> so, um, and it is one of those fragrances that, I mean, we could go look on it right now. It's probably, the only thing that would make it not available is that it's so popular and, and it's been popular forever. But you could find that for like 80 bucks or something. It's like, yeah, it's worth it. I don't know. I think that I may be on board with Narcotic V after this, even though I kind of put it, in the game as a hater, I think I, I, I you know, I've almost put it in the game a few times because I wanted to hear you hate on it. And it's funny that you're kind of, <laughs> you know, again, like the super kind of like feminista, bold Nasamato fragrances. The one I, I would go for is China White. Uh, they're very different, obviously. Man, that but is, that, China White is a crazy fragrance and we should put that on the tray soon because we don't appreciate it enough. It's really. And I think it's discontinued now. I'm not surprised. It's not going to be most people's vibe. Yeah, but it is like smacking in glad, the face. I'm glad. I'm really like, glad we have it. Yeah, that that's a that's a beauty. Okay, next. Okay. Jane now has her second scent. What are you thinking? You've sprayed me a real weird one here. Hmm. This is really? a very, uh, like first impressions, like a very aquatic yellow floral. Okay. I don't know. There's something about it that feels kind of green, slightly overripe. There's nothing fruity or sweet here. It's quite dry. The primary facets I'm getting are a little bit of like elong elong type note with um, that wateriness that often accompanies elong elong and a lot of like green stemminess that I'm enjoying. Um, there's a scent by Malin and Getz that I've worn for years called Stem. Yeah. And I think it has like Lily of the Valley, which I think could be going on here. And um, yeah, it's a lot of Lily of the Valley. And what else? Is it like Violet Leaf too? Are those things that are going on here? Um, No, I get why you think it's Lily of the Valley because that's what I thought as well. But let me give you the note list. The the note list, and this is a 2023 fragrance. Oh. Yeah. It smells very classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bergamot, tangerine, pink pepper, jasmine. Okay. Ylong, ylong. So you're right there. Geranium, musk, and cedarwood. And it's kind of like inspired. Jasmine is the hero. Um, and it's kind of a greenhouse. It's a very dry green jasmine. Yeah. I get it. Um, I like it. You know, it's, it's very glamorous. I would say, even though this does have a vintage bent, it's, um, it. is it the three here? It's number two. Sorry. Yeah. Here we go. Mm. Even though it has it has a vintage bent, there's something really fresh about this, so I can totally see why this is like the mode that you're in right now. Yeah, I like it. 
<laughs> I can tell by your face. You're making a very devilish face right now. I like it. Um, tell me more about it. Um, it's an Italian house. Ooh, it's an old Italian house. They sell it at conservatory here in Dallas. Oh Lord! Oh, this is a freaking Santa been Maria to novella. The play, yeah. Um. You've been there, right? In yeah, I Rome went to like where, where the original. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's that uh, Gelsomino. It's one of their new, they released like three or four Eau de Parfums. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the it, Lyris is one of them. Yeah, yeah, I like that too. And um, This is much better though. I really like that. I can see that this like is very much a companion to... Mugway Fleury by Orisa Legrand, like and the one you, by if, Hermes. Like, if you yes, if you like the Lily of the Valley scent by Hermes or um, Mugway oh, Fleury by Orisa Legrand, nice. I can totally see like this is exactly where your head's at right now, mm. and I love it. It's gorgeous. It's also like this is a perfect example of a really intense floral scent that is not feminine in any way whatsoever. This is totally unisex. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm trying to think of what the Hermes fragrance is. Because I can't remember one, the um, name. It's outrageously expensive for what it is. Yeah, this is Hermes fragrance. The the uh, the essences or yeah, whatever they're it, called. Hermes. 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 Yeah. I hate that. Like that's a trashy name anyway. Um, I don't love the bottles. To no. Be no. And I, you know, they do seem considering their odor part or. What are they? Eau de Toilettes. They're like Atelier Cologne bottles like with like leather caps. Almost $400. It's ridiculous. But I will say that they are very strong. And I'm trying to, is it Mugway Porcelain? Probably. Is that the one that Probably, like? yeah. I think that sounds yeah, right. Yeah, I think that, that's right. Yeah. Anyway, this smells just as good, if not better than that. So that's sorted. That's sort of this also is probably more I think it's closer close to three hundred. Oh goodness. Okay. I think there there's a fifty and a hundred ML and the fifty is obviously you know, it's less than that, but still it's like, mm, do I love it that much? Probably not. But it is really, it's really fantastic. nice. It, this yeah, is really I good. really, really like it. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad you like that. I really do. It may be something like for a birthday or Christmas one day. Okay. Put, yeah. put it on the, I love we the bottles. We are starting our new 2024 list. Let's put this on it. Do not, do not forget. We'll put down Narcotic V for me. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll put down this one for you. And uh, all right. Well, then we will uh, we'll go to the, uh, the next Your last one. scent. Yeah. I have just sprayed Jeff his third scent. First, I hit you with two crazy tuberoses. And now you have something completely different. Yeah, this is, man, I don't even know what to say about this. This is interesting, but almost kind of offensive. It's almost like Gallimade or whatever it's called. So it starts off strong. It gets real subtle. It comes on strong. It does not stay that way. It smells like, wow, it smells like old wood. <laughs> like, it, because it's been so cold. We've had the fireplace going, and I like to get the the white birch from Home Depot because you get the big bag. It's like seven ninety nine. It's perfect. Um, but there's always kind of like the bark in the bag. This smells like that. It's a little bit more. Man, I don't even. It's there's is there a honey note in here? There smells a little bit like honey too. 
think like what's kind of going crazy in this scent for me is Immortel. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, wow. It is it, like it came off aggressive. It smelled like turpentine when you first sprayed yeah, it. It's like, which is whoa, addictive. this is. It smelled amazing. Well, I, get, I mean, turpentine and then whatever else is in here, there's like an aldehyde going on that it's that one. It's like, oh, this could send me into a migraine if I smell too much of it all at once. But now you're right. It is starting to get a lot more subtle. This like 30 minutes in, it's such a skin scent. Nobody will Yeah, know it's very much it like a musky, in. almost leather. Yeah. Very dry wood, like an extremely dry wood. Not cedar. This is like oak, rosewood. Like I said, birch, you know, something very dry. It smells a little old bookish. What are the notes? Damp earth. Okay. Lemon. Immortelle, Oris, Vetiver, Ambergris, Sandalwood, Moss, and Musk. I will say this scent is aiming for like a very literal experience. It's inspired by an aspect of a secret garden. Mm. If that's a hint. When was, you. do you know, is it newer or older? It's released 2022. It's really new. Okay. And can you tell me anything about the brand? Uh, we love her. She's a friend. Oh. This is uh, a little, I would consider this one of her artsy side projects. And this scent is like an incredibly novel experience. And I don't think anybody's like going to wear this as a perfume perfume. But if you want to have this experience, she's bottled it. It's very... uh Huh. Yeah, I will say the Oris, though. When we were in the middle of the turpentine opening with the aldehydes and things like that, that was the other thing. It's like yeah. you could really smell. It's really kind of a pleasant, subtle, dried wood now. Um, it is a bit... I guess it would be kind of dried wood after it's rained a little bit. You're on the money there. Now it's really, now it's kind of, again, we run into this problem a little bit, probably because we're, you know, recklessly spraying on here after cocktails, that you get that kind of wet blotter smell. And once that kind of dissipates, mm -hmm. now I get it. And it's, it is kind of a wet earth. Is this Petrichor by Marissa? Yes, it is. Okay. You always guess my sense, sweetie. You know, I'm, I like the game of it. It's fun. <laughs> I think I'm too much on your wavelength. You need to like go to Sephora and get some <laughs> random, <laughs> random blue girl fragrances. That I'll really throw you. Or maybe I have a secret passion for those scents, and I know a lot about them, and I'll surprise you, you when I'm like, know. "Oh, is that uh, Ar Ar Armani something?" I don't know what that. You wouldn't know black opium if it hit you in the face. What's the the bad bad boy or bad girl? Who's the Herrera one? Oh. <laughs> A Good Girl by Carolina yeah. Herrera. I like this. Wow, this is a lot more subtle than, you know, I haven't really smelled this very often. I remember when we got the sample. It's a blotter, isn't it? No, no? it's a spray. I've worn it several times. We still have a bit of a sample left, enough for this game. Um, it, I love it. It's like exactly Petrichor, a very photorealistic experience of like wet pavement. 
it just dissipates pretty much entirely after an hour. Mm. Or maybe like you can smell it. Nobody else is going to smell this on you. This is like maybe it's raining, you're at home, and you want to like dial up the mood of that. Hmm. Yeah, it's uh once once all of the kind of like the the heavy application of the top notes kind of goes away, I do kind of like the it is truly just like a wet gorgeous, earth. Gorgeous orus. Yeah, it's just it's nice. Yeah. And that's uh Marissa twice in a row in the game. Oh, wow, We're yeah. We have to cut her out. <laughs> <laughs> or I think, I don't okay, know. Okay, by the way, we also kept calling her new line Guna Muna. That's actually the name of our baby sleep sack brand. <laughs> yeah, it's Gunamina. Gunamina. Mm -hmm. That is Universal Flowering and Courtney and Marissa Zappas' new brand. And we're going to get samples of those because I'm, I, I love the note list. I want to once, try them. Once the demand dies down, it's, I'm kidding. it's all God out. bless them. Rocking it. Totally. Good for them. Okay. Uh, one more for you. Oh, okay. Jeff has just sprayed me my last scent. This is very Jeff. I will just say that. Really? I think like this is not my vibe. It's oh. kind of that green. It's funny because when I picked my three, I thought, oh, two for me, one for her. And this is the one for you. You thought this was me? Well, I thought that this was. I don't know. Like it's, it's developing a bit more. I can kind of see where you're going. It's becoming more sweet. It's very like lemony. The okay. only thing I can say right now, this is still kind of confounding. This scent smells how Bjork's speaking voice sounds. <laughs> that little clip from like 1992 where she's talking about the little creatures bleep, 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 booping in her TV. Like that's what this smells like. It's very whimsical with some uh, interesting top notes that are kind of dragging my nose all over the place i don't know so you're saying this isn't your rose scent that you're looking for is this rose mm -hmm. so that's weird because this is like sparkly effervescent it is elf it, smells it's me. inspired by um the floral art of japanese ikebana so we got rose rhubarb tea lemon cassia orange musk fruity notes and spices you know i'm a big fan of japanese art but that fine line type art is not for me i'm not interested in that and i can kind of see that touch here yeah this is not for me at all wow jean-claude elena 2004 it's too delicate it's rose. this is a little elf scent i stand by that yeah yeah this is a garden bjork. gnome rose no oh. like i wouldn't hate on bjork but like let's be honest is every bjork song good no fuck no it isn't um and yeah wow take that hermes and rose abaca i don't like it that's that's what this is ikebana yeah, yeah. rosy cabana part of the hermescence i don't love it either so I'm glad you don't like it because I wouldn't, if we're going to spend a mild fortune on an Hermes No scent, kidding. Don't want it to be that one. It's just lacking. It's lacking what I need. It's very 2004 to me. 
2004, yeah. You know, this that is was, like, oh, this is what they... I feel like, like 2004, there was a lot of spiritually evil art going on at that time. It feels like what the sense part of. I feel like this is like, you know, you go to the mall and you're in love actually and you got to buy somebody an expensive gift and Mr. Bean's going to wrap it for you, but you don't want it to be jewelry. This is what you buy. Mm. It's like... It's just expensive. It's got the Hermes, Hermes brand name on it. It's rose, so it's like, oh yeah, I guess this is what we wear. It's if you not want just a rose. the bourgeoisness of it to me. It's like this is missing some grounding quality that I really need it to have. Like I need something kind of dank to bring this down to earth. Yeah, it's pissing me off. Wow. I hate it. Pitch. Pitch. I'm throwing it. I'm throwing it out of my hands right now. And you thought this was going to be a me set. No, I just she thought that know me. the first two Spending were... Spending too much time with your new girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say, this is her scent. <laughs> um, Dolores. Uh, okay, so that's the game. That's the pod. Thanks for listening. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This rambling episode. It's a very rambling. Uh, we went a little off the rails in the beginning, I think talking we about like ghosts. Don't and see each other onions. that much right now. Like we both work at night, so this is also just us hanging out for the first time in days. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's we've been very busy. Um, but thank you all for sitting with us. Yeah, thank you, you have so much. Any thoughts? Any ghost experiences? Any? Uh, Always, anytime, right about yeah. us. Thoughts on Peanut. We want to hear about it. Yeah. Send us an email at hello at fragrophilia.com or find us on TikTok or, or Instagram. Until next time. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Bye. See ya. <laughs>